It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder won the second overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft lottery. They now control the draft pick two, 12, 30, and 34. So today's show is all about you, your reaction to this news, and your questions about what happens now from the lottery fallout. All of this and more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Our Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Pod. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. I'm the media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. On today's show, brought to you by Sakara. We'd like to thank our new sponsors at Lockdown, Sakara Nutrition, nutrition uh, wellness company that is anchored in food medicine and on a mission to nourish Go to shakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter code locked on 20 at checkout for 20% off. That's S A K A R A.com slash locked on 20 uh, or just enter the code locked on 20 at checkout for 20% off on today's show. Let's just continue to celebrate the Thunder getting the second overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft lottery for the upcoming draft in which the Thunder, the Thunder control the cards. The Thunder own pick two, pick 12. Pick 30, pick 34. They can get a very good player. And they have picks at every range. The very top, the middle, the end of the first round, and then the start of the second round, which can be valued as a first-round pick in some cases. Now, that depends, of course, how the draft board falls and shakes out. It depends, of course, how teams view whoever's left at pick 34. But that's still a very valuable pick. It's not as though that's, that's pick 60 or something. 34 is a very valuable pick in the second round. So continue to celebrate, continue to have a good time. This is the first time in a long time that you can feel really good about an outcome of something, right? Whether it be a game, last year's lottery did not go the Thunder's way. Uh, they fell to six. They made the most of it though in getting Josh Giddy. but this is the first time in a long time you can truly feel good. And that feels incredible. And in this draft, there's really not a worry factor to me. Because there's not a consensus, number one, that you want to get up and get. You're really splitting hairs between the three, you know, Jabari Smith Jr., Paul Bencaro, Chet Holmgren. And they're so razor thin that I think that the order of who you have one, two, and three is going to change a lot in the next 30-something days. I think that because they're so similar... You should just be happy. This should be a a worry-free month. 
there should be a month in which you just get to have fun and anticipate what Jabari Smith Jr. could look like in Oklahoma City, what Paula Ben Carroll could look like in Oklahoma City, what Chet Holmgren could look like in Oklahoma City. And that's due to the fact that you have one of the best executives in the sport. You have one of the best general managers in the sport that you have to trust to make the right decision. Because with a draft that is so close in talent, with there being no obvious right answer, there's also no obvious wrong answer. And that's what the consensus is among everybody who studies studies the draft. There is no slam dunk pick at pick two. You can make an argument for whoever falls past the magic to be the pick for the thunder. That's what everyone is saying with the data points that we have available to us. I've got film on Shaden Sharp in high school, but that is not on YouTube. I've got film on all these guys, possession by possession. Every film that you watch, every person that you talk to that's watched the film, they also do the same thing. So the separators in this draft are going to be based off of things that we cannot see. It's going to be based off of private workouts, private interviews. It's going to be based off of interactions with teams that we don't get to see leading up to the draft. And so you thank your lucky stars that you have a very respected and a very good GM. And whatever name is called that pick two on draft night, you should celebrate. We all have our favorites. We all have the guys that we like the most, but this is truly a time where you can just trust in Sam Presti. I've, you know, I I don't like just blindly saying trust in Presti. I think that's a cop out. And I think that that um, really limits you in terms of analyzing the game. This year, though, Trust and Presti does have more credence than it's ever had before. Not because he's gotten better at his job or not because you shouldn't have trusted in him before, but it's the fact that, again, there's no obvious answer. So he's going to have more info and more of a feel for it than anyone else is. Right? And you can't really disagree with any of the picks he makes as long as it's one of the consensus top guys at, at two. Because there's arguments for everybody. So... That being said, this should be a very stressful, stress-free time for Thunder fans at the top of the draft. So I want to get your reaction. I want to see how you're feeling. I want to answer all your questions about this draft, and that's what we're going to do. So I put out a tweet after the Thunder, um, you know, got the second pick. Let me know your comments, your reaction, your concerns, excitement, anything uh, down below, including bold predictions, and that's where we're going to start. Uh, Andrew Baxter, 90 on Twitter says my bold prediction is that we will have another top eight pick. Lou Dort is going to be part of some trade package. Uh, he says that that of course hurts. Uh, Poku is not going to be on the team next season. Uh, and so he says, I don't think that that's makes sense to have Chet and Poku on the same team. Uh, this is a stretch of a prediction. So it's three predictions. Okay. Let's break it down. Um, to me, to get a top eight pick, you have to include Lou Dort. So I'm just going to com- com- kind of combine those two things. Uh, look, I- I'm not sure that the Thunder should be very eager to trade up in this draft from 12. I think that the difference in a guy you're going to get at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 is, not, is, is again, a razor-thin difference between that and 12. And so that's not really worth giving up assets to go get somebody because somebody has to fall, right? I guarantee you somebody that you, that you like is going to fall to 12. And so you'd have to be very sure that the guy that you're giving up additional assets for is worth it. Because I think that at the end of the day, a lot of these guys in that range from, from 7 to 12 – are going to end up being the same caliber of player. So I personally don't love the idea of giving up Blue Dort for anything short of 
um, you know, like a top five pick, a top six pick, something that can get you Shaden Sharp. You know, if you if you traded in Lou Dort for Shaden Sharp because you bank on Shaden Sharp's upside of being a superstar, I can live with it. If you trade Lou Dort for a guy like Benedict Matherin or a guy like Johnny Davis or a guy like Jalen Duran, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see how those two things uh, level themselves out because I think that those guys' ceiling would be a quality starter, which you already have in Lou Dort. And Lou Dort also has an elite trait that I don't think that those guys possess uh, in the sense that he can lock down the very best score, the very best ball handler. And we've seen how important that is in the playoffs. I think that Lou Dort's skill um, is going to shine again once he gets back to the playoffs. Not many rookies can defend at the level that he guarded at as a rookie in the postseason on James Harden. He's gotten better since then at both shooting and defense. So to part with Lou Dort, to me, you only do that if the guy you're parting with him for has a shot to be a superstar. And even trading him for Shaden Sharp would admittedly be very risky as much as I love Shaden Sharp. Again, I've gotten to watch full-length games of Shaden Sharp that aren't on YouTube highlights, right? And even with the negatives that you see in his game over the course of a full of a full game, I still think he has superstar potential in the NBA. So it would be easier to pallet a trade of Lou Dort for, for a superstar ceiling player like Shaden Sharp. It would be very hard for me to justify Sam Pressy trading Lou Dort for a guy who I think can just be an, a, a quality starter. Because Benedict Matherin's version of a quality starter and Lou Dort's version of a quality starter, to me, are not similar because Lou Dort can do things in the postseason uh, that play at any matchup at any point and are just more valuable than what Benedict Matherin's ceiling would be. So trading Lou Dort in this draft would just, would of course hurt, but to me, you only do for a guy you truly believe can be a star. Um, as far as Poku not being on the team next season, I think that that would be like a 10 on the boldness scale out of 10. Um, his fit with Chet, you know, it's not like they're going to be playing at the exact same time. It's not like they're going to be starting together. You know, it's just it's just silly to worry about to me. Again, Poku should not be treated as this kind of starlet or, or should not be viewed as a guy to either encourage the pick of Chet or discourage the pick of Chet. He's just a project guy that is going to get a couple more years in Oklahoma City, and we'll see if he develops. We'll see if he grows. Uh, we'll see what he turns into. Um, but the starting point for Chet is much higher than the starting point was for Poku in their NBA careers, and the expectation levels are much different, and the realistic ceilings are much different than Chet and Poku. So to me, those two guys will be intertwined together for the, the length of their careers in OKC if Chet comes to Oklahoma City in the draft, uh, but they shouldn't be. Uh, as far as can they fit together, again, in a perfect world, uh, Poku becomes a superstar unicorn in two years and is just an unbelievable success story. In reality, uh, at best, he's a, he's a nice rotational piece for you that can do some things off the bench. Uh, if you if your offense gets comfortable with a guy like Chet handling the ball and initiating offense as a playmaker, then it makes your bench unit kind of fit seamlessly into that by having Poku come off the, come off the bench. So again, I just don't think that the vision there is to start them together anyway. I don't worry about them being on the same team. I just I think that Poku not being in the Thunder in the Thunder uniform in October would be just be would just be insane. Uh, would be absolutely insane to think of. But we'll have more questions, including about Dyson Daniels and who's the kind of range or or who's the pick at twelve if the Thunder stay there. Should the Thunder go get DeAndre Ayton free agency dream draft scenarios summer league and so much more, including the splitting of the hairs between the top three guys in this draft. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at Sakara. 
because they're awesome. But first, I'll tell you about our friends over at Truebill. Truebill is incredible. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam to get you out of your money. So do not let greedy corporations pocket your money and download True Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you do not need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save $720 per year at Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your account to Truebill and it will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill is over two, has over 2 million users and it is going to help them save over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 in a year on my direct TV bill, saved $120 on the year on my SiriusXM bill, and saved $840 a year on my car insurance, end quote. So do not fall for subscription scans any longer. Start canceling today with Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's right. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA could save you thousands of dollars per year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Also want to tell you right now, about a good friends over at Built Bar. They have so many new flavors, including the two new ones, birthday cake um, puffs and brownie batter puffs. I love the birthday cake puff bars. It's like dipping your hand into these this amazing birthday cake icing plastic tub, right? That's what you envision when you close your eyes and taste it. But when you open your eyes, you realize you're eating a protein bar this entire time. And you can see just how incredible Built Bar is because it tastes like a cake, you know, it tastes like a birthday cake, but it's good for you. 140 calories, nine grams of sugar, 16 grams of protein. It's great pre-workout or post-workout or even some meal replacement or a snack. I use Built Bar every morning for breakfast. It's very filling all the way through dinner. So I can skip lunch and continue to work and get out this content for you guys. But uh, check out Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off of your next order. Built.com. Promo code LOCK15. 15% off of your next order. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now, but good friends over the Lockdown NBA Podcast for the national perspective on the NBA. Check them out today. Lockdown NBA from the first jump ball, the playing tournament to through the NBA finals, get coverage for the postseason like never before, plus, of course, offseason content as well. So check them out. Let's continue answering your questions about the big topic around Oklahoma City that the Thunder got the second overall pick. Now let's go to at Marcus. Smart 36. I don't get to talk about Dyson Daniels at 12. Might be the worst fit you can find. Uh, we did a Dyson Daniel profile and projection. I like Dyson Daniels as a player. I'm, again, I'm not sure about the fit in Oklahoma City, uh, but I will say very good defender, uh, very good frame to be a versatile defender, which the Thunder love. Uh, a really good passer, really good rebounder. Uh, I think that it would more come down to at 12, do you want to take a guy who probably can't fit in your starting lineup if your starting lineup is, you know, Giddy, Shea, Dort? Uh, at that point, he's going to be relegated to the bench. And then at that point, would you rather have Trey Mann play on or off ball? Because I don't think that Dyson Dino can play off ball very well at the start of his career. So that's what it comes down to. Uh, of course, Dyson Dino shot better at the end of the season, of, of the G League season, than he did at the beginning of the season from three. So maybe he can start to find his rhythm from beyond the arc. But we'll see uh, how that all transpires. 
again, Dyson Daniels at 12 would be a nice steal. I mean, of course, he has very good value. But in terms of a slam dunk fit, it would take some jamming of a puzzle piece to get him to work in OKC. But if he's there at 12, you're probably not going to have much value. I think that only one of those guys at top value is going to fall. And if he's the one that falls, you probably need to take him if you're sitting there at 12 still. Um, the next question is from at uh, Logan Whitson. Do you, uh, do the Thunder go get Aiton or another big center uh, or do the Thunder tank again? I don't think that the Thunder are going to take on any money this offseason. I think that they're going to go into the 2023 offseason with a clean cap sheet. You have to remember uh, that the Thunder are still only on draft number two of this rebuild that feels like forever because of our uh, lost sense of time with the pandemic. But uh, this is only the second draft, you know, the second selection in terms of year that they're going to be selecting at the top of the draft and uh, pinning their hopes on the draft. So it's not like they've been tanking for decades. It's only been two seasons. And again, they want to have a clean cap sheet next year and they're setting themselves up to do so next year. They're only going to be paying Shea uh, max money at $32.9 million. Everybody else will be on a rookie deal uh, or entering for agency. Kenny hustle enters for agency. Lou Dort enters for agency. Isaiah Roby enters free agency. Baisley enters free agency. Ty Jerome enters free agency. Uh, and so you can try to resign them during the 2023 off season. I do not foresee the Thunder taking on any money past this year during this off season, because again, next year you're going to be one of the best cap teams in the, in the league as that Kimball Walker money falls off the books at $27.4 million as that Kyle Singler money falls off the books, which is $1 million. And as Derek favors, contract is released from the books at $10 million. So past that, then you're looking at all rookie contracts on the books for the Thunder long-term, and they can then start to push in for their chips for the 2023 offseason. Uh, do you want to call it tanking next year? Do you want to call it development? Whatever you want to call it next year, uh, the Thunder are not going to uh, – they're not going to shut down their entire roster with 50 games to go or anything like that, but they are also uh, not going to try as hard for the playoffs versus trying to develop. So it's going to be another developmental year for the Thunder – I don't think they're going to finish with the worst record in the NBA. Uh, I even struggle to think that they're going to finish with the bottom four record in the NBA, but they'll probably be about where the Pacers were to where maybe for the final 10 games, uh, you sit guys and you lose 10 straight and that makes your odds a little bit better. Uh, But really you're around that, you know, 11, 10 line in the lottery for a lot of the season. That's kind of where I think that the season will go. I don't think they're going to go all in for Aiden. I do not think they're going to bring on any extra money past this season because Sam alluded to that in an end of season press conference and the books are just trending that way for the thunder salary cap. Plus you have to remember that the new CBA is in effect in 2023. So the thunder will have uh, more of an idea of loopholes advantages uh, and just how the cap will work in the new CBA with player resting and uh, owners may be worried about um, the value of contracts. Whenever you're not going to play half the season, maybe contracts change. Maybe there's a huge lockout. Who knows what's going to happen as we continue to get toward um, the new CBA this next offseason. So I do not believe the Thunder will go after Aiton, and I do not believe they're going to trade for any long-term money or, you know, or anything of the sort. So next question from at ThunderUpTrey. What is your dream scenario on draft night? Uh, who did the Thunder take at two? And who did they take at 12? Uh, should uh, the Thunder look to trade up with someone like New Orleans, Portland, Sacramento? Uh, do the Thunder select at 30 and 34? or package them to move back up to the 20s. So a lot here. Let's start with my dream scenario on draft night. That's probably the easiest. Uh, my dream scenario would be either uh, 
Chet Holmgren at two, if the Thunder really believe in him, or Jabari Smith Jr. Jabari Smith Jr. is my number one prospect on the board. I think that he fits so well in Oklahoma City. Whenever you have guys setting him up like Shea and Josh Giddy, I'm excited for what he can become long-term for the Thunder and what he can become um, in general as an NBA player. So I'm very excited for that. My kind of dream scenario would be Jabari Smith Jr. to shut home, run it to whoever the Magic don't take. And then you go to Jalen Duren at 12. That would be a, quite a fall for him. But again, this is a pipe dream scenario, which could technically happen. I mean, again, somebody's going to have to fall out of that top 10, 11 range to go to 12. Somebody will surprise uh, the draft community and surprise the Thunder fan base uh, who is still lingering at pick 12. And then, you know, 30 would be like a guy like Leonard Miller to me. I think that they're in a good spot to bring in a, a project player like a Leonard Miller, Miller who could have extreme upside and spend some time with the great uh, blue system and a great developmental system for the Thunder. And then at pick 34, again, I would take another upside swing. A Gene Montero, um, a Jordan Hall, a guy like that, just a big uh, playmaker in Jordan Hall or a Gene Montero type that would probably need a couple years of league seasoning before he's ready to take on the main NBA stage, uh, but could be worth it in terms of a, of a developmental asset. So uh, those are kind of who I would take at all the picks. We'll answer your other questions coming up, but first I want to say right now, but our good friends over at Sakara. Folks, Sakara is incredible. It is a way to make you feel your best with what you eat. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutritions that builds a foundation for living your best life. Shakara is a wellness company anchored in food medicine on a mission to nourish your body throughout the power of plants. Their nutritional design, chef-created breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant rich ingredients helping boost your energy supporting your digestive and curb your sugar cravings and get your skin glowing plus it's all delivered right to your doorstep shakar's foundational plant-rich wellness essentials help you create a body you love living in from the best-selling metabolism super powder to the foundation their daily supplemental packets shakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime anywhere and right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when you go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter the code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S A K A R A. That's S A K A R A, S A K A R A dot com slash locked on 20. You get 20% off of your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Host Raphael Barlow and NBA Draft Junkies author, as well as the NBA Big Board Newsletter, is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thunu. 
giving fans an in-depth look at the NBA draft, mock drafts, and player rankings. Of course, big boards as well, available wherever you get your podcasts from. Go check them out today, NBA Draft Big Board. Let's continue on with your questions. Uh, again, from at Thunder Up Trey, should we trade up with someone like New Orleans, Portland, or Sacramento? I'm not so sold on trading up in this draft from 12 for the Thunder. Again, I don't see the, the discrepancy in value between who you'd land at 12 versus who you'd land at you know, 8 or 7. Uh, of course, if you could trade to 4 by just giving up 12 and 30, that'd be fine, or even 12-30 in Dort, but I don't think that they would accept that in Sacramento. So focusing in on Portland and New Orleans, um, it would take a guy like Shaden Sharp, I think, plummeting to 7 or 8 for that to be worthwhile. Uh, do the Thunder select at 30 and 34? or package uh, them and move back up to the 20s. Well, the Mavericks really, really, really want to move their pick. And so um, it would be it would be an option for the Thunder to move up from 30 and 34 to 26. But again, um, is that is that valuable for the Thunder? Um, for the Mavericks, they move back to 30 and then also pick up a, a second rounder in which you don't have to um, use. And the second rounder that, of course, can also be used um, as another trade for the Mavericks if they so choose. I, I, I don't think that there's going to be a lot of trades uh, in terms of mandatory trades for the Thunder. Uh, I think they're very comfortable taking on all four rookies in this draft as they did last year. I take on four rookies in the draft. You have an open two-way spot to use for that 34th overall pick if you need to. Um, at 30, you know, there's, there should be some value there. And then, at, of course, 12, we've already discussed that, and two, you're not moving on from. So if they did trade up, of course, it's easy to sell, but if they don't trade up, I would not worry or panic about the Thunder um, not using their assets in this specific draft. Um, the next one from at Rizian underscore 17. Are Chet and Jabari in the same level? Uh, will it have any impact if Presti wants Chet but has to settle for Jabari? Uh, again, I think all three guys are close to the same level. I think that uh, my board, of course, has Jabari, Chet, Paolo as the top three. I have Jabari as my number one option, so I don't think that would be viewed as settling. I think that for Jabari Smith, he should be pleading with the basketball gods to uh, have him fall to the Thunder. I think that the Thunder can really uh, show off his skill set and have him reach his full potential of being a Clay Thompson-type forward for the long term. I think that his three-point shooting is legit. I think that Josh Giddey and SGA, with the ability of Josh Giddey to playmake in general and also the ability of SGA to drive and kick in the paint, will do wonders for his game. I think that he could average an ungodly number of points per game as a rookie because he's a guy that if Mark trusted Josh Giddey to start from day one, he'll trust Jabari Smith Jr. to start from day one without question and give him bulk minutes from day one. So, uh, no, I don't view Jabari as a settlement. If you're the Thunder, I do think that Presti probably has Chet number one, uh, but I don't think that Jabari is some big settlement in terms of something you should be displeased by. I truly, truly, truly believe that you should be excited no matter whose name is called, whether it's Paolo, Jabari, or Chet, uh, if you are a Thunder fan. From at Kevin Butler OKC, SL lineups uh, with your version of who the Thunder draft. His prediction is Chet Holmgren, uh, Jeremy Sohan, Trey Mann as ball handlers for development, Josh Giddey playing off ball to practice 3 and D for development, and so he doesn't hurt himself, and then JRE, maybe, or Poku. Uh, yeah, the, the the Summer League thing, of course, it's hard to just make up on the spot. Uh, whoever you think the Thunder are going to draft are going to be in Summer League in some capacity. Um, I think that the number two overall pick will probably spend some time in Salt Lake City, whereas 12, 30, 34 might just go straight to Vegas 
number two overall pick might want to get some run with the veteran, you know, quote unquote veteran Leighton squad in uh, Salt Lake City. But uh, yeah, I think that you know, summer league is where you see developmental, you know, kind of not only rotations but uh, responsibilities. Like remember that year that Terrence Ferguson was responsible for ball handling and, and being a point guard in summer league. Yeah, that didn't go well, but it was what they tried to do. Um, will they try to do it with uh, Josh Giddy? Who knows? But it's not out of the realm of possibility to work on his playing off ball in summer league. Uh, again, if I think that Chet and so on is very realistic and then throw in Leonard Miller and uh, Jordan Hall, that'd be my summer league lineup. And of course, uh, Lindy Waters would be there. Tremaine would be there and Poku would be there as well with Josh Giddy. Uh, from at uh, Wano Paul, I believe is how you say it. I apologize uh, for your, uh, for missing pronouncing your Twitter handle, but yes, a series of questions here. Number one, how worried are you with Jabari's shot creation? I went through and watched every single mid-range possession of Jabari Smith's season. Um, it's very fun to be able to do that now with uh, the access to the film, but it is worrisome that he didn't experiment with anything in college. He relied on just taking difficult shots, didn't even try different moves. Uh, maybe you'd get a fall away. Maybe you'd get a, a, a step back on the rare occurrence but usually he just settled for trying to shoot straight over you. Um, I'm not sure if that's the best practice, especially not even experimenting with that in Auburn. That was kind of Auburn system though. So how much of that is Jabari not wanting to um, go out on a limb versus how much of that is coached into him in Auburn. I think that the Thunder will give him a spot to grow and develop and try new things. As we saw them do for Trey Mann, we saw them do for Josh Giddy, as we saw them do for all their players last year. So I'm not too concerned about it because even if he never can be a lead creator for himself or others, if the Thunder keep the core intact of Shea and Giddy, you wouldn't really need him to be, right? He can be set up easily by these other two guys at a very high clip. So I'm not really concerned about it at all, but it is worth noting. At number two, how much would it cost to move up to six? And will Presti do it? Whoever falls between Ivy, Sharp, and Keegan Murray. To move up to six, I'm not sure that, you know, Presti would do it except unless it's his guy. And, and again, just because we might like Murray or Ivy or Sharp doesn't mean he does, uh, but if it, if it is his guy and, and it's the and it's the uh, Pacers at six, I think that they'd want a win now player, and the Thunder do not have any win now players that they want to give up except for Lou Dort. So we, again, would you want to trade Lou Dort in twelve for the sixth pick? That's a tough sell. It's a tough sell for me. And number three, where do we actually rank Shea right now? For me, he's disrespected. He's just below Jaw and Doncic and over Trey Young. Uh, he's not over Trey Young for me. He's below Jaw, below Doncic. It, it, again, the rankings will depend on the qualifiers, right? Is this under twenty? Is this under thirty? Is this under? Is this point guards? Is this you know franchise players? You know what is the curriculum for the ranking? But I think that Shea uh, can be a top twenty-five player in this league, a top fifteen player in this league. Whenever it's all said and done. Uh, for his ceiling. So I, I think that Shea um, will start to, and has started to at the end of the season last year, um, really show to people who haven't been checking in on the Thunder recently uh, how good he is. Uh, the first question from him is, I don't see the Thunder drafting four players in this draft. What are the options? Because even if the Thunder move up with 12, I don't see either three or four going on that deal. So uh, would the Thunder package those two or, or future picks to move up? Um Thunder are not going to limit themselves. They're going to be comfortable taking four players in this draft. That's number one. Your, to your second point, I think that that's what people most, I think, that, I think that your second point is what most people can't realize right now is that 
your package to trade up from 12 is not going to be 12, 30, and 34. Uh, because if you're worried about the Thunder of all teams taking on four rookies, whoever you're trading with is not going to have the roster spots to do so either. The Thunder are one of the most flexible rosters right now in the league. They have so many guys who they can easily cut bait with and not blink twice about, so they can take on all four rookies. Um, you cannot have another team take on two guaranteed spots and then and then at pick 34, which even though it's a second-round pick, is still in that range of being an NBA standard deal. Uh, that's just not realistic to think that that will happen for the Thunder on draft night. So you are right. Uh, I, I don't think that the Thunder trading up from 12 would involve 30 and 34. Um, could you package those two to go up to Dallas' slot? Probably. Uh, so there's your answer there. But I, I don't think that people should be as concerned about trading up um, as they seem to be right now. If they do it, great. If they don't do it, um, it's it's not a big deal because I think that the difference in these slots are not that great. For Matt OKC Skittles, who shout out to OKC Skittles for um, joining the Twitter spaces a lot and hopping on stage with us. Obviously, what OKC does on draft night is unknown, but what would you want to see them do with the four picks that they have? have how many rookies would you want to see next season? Trade up, down, use every pick. Uh, I would use every pick in this draft, and I would use it strategically to where, you know, you draft, if you draft the Jabari Smith Jr. at two, I'd start taking swings at 12. If you draft a Chet Holmgren at two, I might go a little safer uh, at 12 than not. So I think that, um, you know, I would use them strategically, but I would use all four picks if I was the Thunder. Um, at Chiefs Thunder fan page, what position do you think uh, the Thunder will go at 12 or is it a trade-up scenario? I want to take this time to talk about positions. Positions do not matter, folks. You will do yourself a world of good if you just simply ignore that column on the roster. Please, I am begging you. Ignore that column on the roster. Every time that I tweet out the Thunder are working out so-and-so, the Thunder have talked to so-and-so, there's always a mass freak out of, will the Thunder have too many guards? Will the Thunder need a center? Blah, blah, blah. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, we are in draft number two of the rebuild. The Thunder need talent. They don't need a center. They don't need less guards. The Thunder need talent talent and if your big worry is of this guard barrage in oklahoma city take a look at who the guards are outside of trey man sga and josh giddy and lou dort that's four you have four guards that you would not want to part with that are true lock-in pieces technically speaking Wiggins is listed as a guard, but I count him more as a forward and slash a wing. Your other guards are Tail Malon, who I'd be shocked. You know, I think has a has a 50-50 shot of being on the team next year. Ty Jerome, who's this mythical sharpshooter that has never shot well in his career besides one year um, in his NBA career so far, has been porous the other two, and has only owed $4 million on a team that needs to create a cap that needs to create a roster spot and could easily be gone. So you've got two gone candidates right there. I love the project in Vit Critchie. I think that the Thunder do as well. I'd be shocked to see Vit Critchie go, but it's not as though Vit Critchie is unmovable. Right? Like it's easy to go. One of your guards is Lindy Waters on a two-way deal, right? Like it's it's easy to draft a couple of guards in this draft. I, I, quit worrying about positions. The Thunder can put out Jeremiah Robinson at center again next year, or Derek Favors, or Mike Muscala. Or they could put me at center next year. It does not matter. Now, 
if the best player happens to be a center, sure, draft him. But at every at every pick this year, the only thing on your mind, if you're Sam Presti, if you're a media member, if you're a fan, or if you're a man on the street, should be who's the best player? Who's the best player? Year two is not the time to concern yourself with positions. It's just not. I want to get to this question from at uh, Phil Filson uh, as you're at. Last night after the Thunder got the second pick, me and my best friend booked tickets to Brooklyn for the draft. Is that irrational? No. If you have the money and the means and the finances to do so, have at it. Have fun. Life is too short not to have fun. This is an experience you're never going to forget um, to watch this team select it too. And you might get to, you know, mingle with, with uh, prospects. Who knows what can happen for you? in New York in the summertime, have fun. That's not an overreaction at all. Uh, if you have the means to do it, go have fun. Um, at H underscore Demas, does OKC consider taking a guard instead of a big man? Already answered that question about uh, about positionally. If you mean that number two, uh, I don't think that they're going to go outside the box at two. I think that they would trade down instead of going outside the box at two. Um, let's see if there's any other questions here that we haven't already answered. Uh you know what? Let's get to uh, let's get to these questions coming up in a different uh, podcast because there are some we didn't get to, but there are some that I want to get to a different podcast, and we are already running long. So thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Thunder today. Be back on Monday for another podcast. Subscribe for free across all platforms, including YouTube, which has been going really good for us uh, this last week. So subscribe over there. Leave comments, concerns, questions. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And until Monday, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.